0: This is The Social Geek Radio Network. Hello, geeks, and welcome social geek rock stars. I'm Jack Munson, your host in marketing called Celia Abbey. Today's rock star panel includes Kristen Pachachek of Massage Lux, Robert Mitchell of Ultra Pool Care Squad, and Don Weiss of Exponential Fitness. They're taking some big risks next year because that's how you win in franchising and marketing. And today they're going to share those crazy big ideas with you. This episode is brought to you by Service ServiceMiner, Hughes, and the panel is next after this word from Northeast Color. Northeast Color produces branded interior decor and custom signage solutions for the franchise industry with a special focus on value engineering. They work with franchisors to re-engineer their existing signage packages to lower costs on materials, shipping, and installation, all while maintaining the integrity of their client's brand. In short, Northeast Color literally makes things better. Learn more now at northeastcolor.com. You know, we may just title this podcast Shoots and Ladders because I think I think that's where we're all living right now. Um, we used to think of franchising as, you know, monopoly and you're going around the board and buying up properties and that kind of thing. But shoots and ladders, Robert, might be a, a much think, more appropriate like game, it. right? And, and yeah. one that I might actually win someday. So um, <laughs> we're, we're already rolling here. So I'll go ahead and bring in the rock stars for this particular podcast. And we're going to talk about some wild ideas for 2023 and beyond joining us today Robert Mitchell hey Robert how are you great how you doing glad to see you again Um, we've seen each other so much over the past year one weekend at a time or so that uh, you're probably sick of me but it's good that you're
1: joining us again man never never could happen
0: awesome Don Weiss how are you
2: I'm doing great here it's in sunny great.
0: Phoenix. <laughs> yes. Great to hear your voice again and, uh, and to see you on the screen. Thanks for being here. And we're going to start today with uh, my buddy, Kristen Pahachik from Massage Lux. KP, if I put you on the spot first and just say, give me something you're thinking about for next year. It might be a little wild. It might be a little off the wall, but I think we're going to give this a try next year. What's the first thing that pops into your head?
3: Yeah, I have a list of them. As you know, the <laughs> birth of this podcast was uh, over dinner with Jack at FLDc, and we were talking about wild ideas, and um, eventually we had a podcast idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I still uh, have I still have my notebook from that dinner, and by notebook I mean cocktail napkins with uh, ink. Exactly.
3: Arms, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So one of the things that I think is a little wild but also attainable that I have my eye on is Hulu and YouTube ads for franchise ownership. So not content necessarily. We do that. We're all about that. But what if we started to uh, put out a video ad through DSP to see what we could get in terms of franchise ownership um, interest? And this idea really stemmed from Domino's because Domino's has been posting um Hulu ads in that they are recruiting labor for their locations, but also have a subliminal um franchise ownership message in that so many of their franchise owners were once employees of their location. So they've kind of paired those two messages together. I don't know which fund is paying for that, but it's definitely not the general <laughs> ad fund, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So that's my that's what's on my list.
0: I love that idea of of stepping sort of back into television, but staying in the digital realm where we could actually maybe count a few things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if anybody else outside of the Domino's example, if they're really jumping into this right now, at least from a Fran Dev perspective, I'm sure somebody's selling something on the on some level there, but um, I, I love that idea. So what, what's next if you're going to implement this? Are you going to do some testing? Or do you have it kind of mapped out on on when this would happen and and have you done any kind of advertising on either of those platforms already?
3: Not from a friend dev perspective we have not used those platforms for friend franchise development. I think the next step is we have a you know a lot of video content as it relates to storytelling and franchisee testimonials but we really don't have that 15 second. Um, ad, right? Like TV Mm -hmm. commercial, like ad for franchise development. So before we can test, we got to put something together on that front. Then I'll likely start with YouTube, see what traction I get, and then move over to CTV.
0: Yeah. Yeah. YouTube's a little easier to control and change and pull a few levers if you need to. You know, it's not that different than, I don't know when this would have been, but at some point someone said, you know, we should look at national radio or syndicated talk radio and talk about fran dev ads on those. And I'm sure somebody was like, that's a crazy idea. Why would you do that? And now if you listen to, you know, any sort of national talk radio, half of the ads are, are fran dev ads. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of that idea, but for, you know, maybe the generation that's uh, not listening to AM talk radio these days. Right. So, well, So
1: I, And, and I, have a, I have a comment if I could, I, I don't want to kibosh anybody's ideas, but I want to, I want to have a nice, uh, healthy debate, right? So if I were to to push back, I'm just curious because I never see an ad. Just the way I do my media, Netflix, I I have all the streaming services because I'm a loser. And all I do is watch TikToks (laughs) and watch videos. So uh, I guess I'm thinking like, I never see an ad. I can't remember, last my site. If I recorded on Dish Network, I'm fast forwarding, right? If I watch Blacklist, they don't have ads. So I would love the idea. I'm actually, it's on my list here too, but I'm, I'm questioning whether who's going to see it. And and like with XM ads, like Sport Clips, when I was with them, that was big. We got all of our leads from XM radio and it was great. Mm-hmm. But you're a captive audience. You can't push pause. You can't push, you know, whatever. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: I feel like yeah. I am a captive audience on YouTube, though. I, I, I yeah. see every ad. I, I don't have a choice anymore but to see the ad. So I think <laughs> maybe that's baked into the pricing. Um, and, and I'm just not familiar enough with the advertising on Hulu or the other television streaming services. Mm-hmm. Is, Kristen, do you think that's baked into the pricing that
3: it even is. though we've so got a
0: billion like- subscribers, only you know uh, 10,000 people are ever going to actually see this ad, and that's actually what you're going to pay for?
3: yeah yes and i mean the vast majority of uh hulu watchers don't pay for the the non-ad version right so Mm. um for us you can't skip past that if you're not willing to pony up a couple extra bucks to get the non-ad version and then yeah good point on youtube which is why that would probably be where we start right and i think that 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 video could live in facebook ads too right producing that um would allow us to use multiple channels for distribution
0: is anybody doing anything so far on, um, on any of the other short form videos? And I think now we're talking about actually some more long form advertising on YouTube or other places. Um, but is anybody doing anything with YouTube Shorts or any anything at all on Reels or any other places like that right now? Don, I I, yeah. I think you've been doing something there.
2: So pick me. I got like completely lit up because um, I've heard this before and I'm always sort of at that same mindset. And it's sometimes it's like so great to be in that same room with um, great minds that think alike. And I really feel like YouTube has now moments blast. So just a few weeks ago, I received this message from YouTube saying like, I need a hashtag and I need a tag. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Very interesting, right? Now, what's Moment Blast? And so now when you talk about short form video, you know, my favorite meme, Robert, is the one that I'd seen, like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like, no YouTube, I'm always going to fast forward, right? I'm always going to skip your ads, right? Um, Most people think are of that mindset and they did buy during the pandemic, they made a big push for audio on YouTube um, to get that consumership. And then again, push podcasts and prime there because we were all at home and consuming media differently. Um, And so I think that there's a huge opportunity, my, my big plan and my crazy idea is to get ahead of that. I think there's this huge decentralization of social media. There's a lot of competitive nature. Um, Over a year ago, I had my franchisees building in reels to their strategy because Mm -hmm. I knew what was going to happen because there were telltale signs in the earnings calls um, and the calls that um, that Meta did with their investors to say, listen, if we don't get ahead of this, they 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 mentioned I think like their brands like you know 12 times, like a, a dozen times. And then it was like 24 times they mentioned um reels and so then it's like that's telling that's where they're going and the reason they're going there obviously right to to all of us i think we're in the know is because they're they're combating tiktok they want that piece of um that that business that they know is potentially going to go away if they're not smart about it and i think it's no secret that zuckerberg is really focused on building his metaverse and i think it's making investors really nervous right so they've got that big push to reels but i think that the response has been really um kind of wishy-washy i think there's been some pushback from content creators on social media channels primarily on instagram and um You know, when you see that come through the feeds where they're like, here's a photo and there's that trending reel that's like, you know, I've added music in because I'm like TikTok or um, Facebook wants me to go to, or Instagram wants me to go to reels, but I'm not going to, right? They're pushing but that's how they're that's how they are you know pushing content through and if you want to be seen you're going to have to be where they are and you have to get ahead of it so for me that forward looking is that moment blast it's that getting into that hashtag owning my channel getting the short form video um, being there they're seeing that twitch has that audience right but you can't really scroll and find those users um, and the content that you want and there's no scrolling feature so youtube owns that market and they've never really leveraged it and it's interesting too because Google favors its own content and Google owns YouTube. So if you want Mm -hmm. to be found organically, that's going to be the direction to go for the coming year as well.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that, um, well, TikTok has has educated us all on, on ways that people are consuming things. But I think the one thing that stands out to me from TikTok is we've spent the last decade preaching to the choir and brands have been sharing content on Facebook, and then Instagram, and we'll get to Twitter in a minute. Um, But, but sharing content to people who already know the brand are already following the brand or, or even the small business for one reason or another. And unless you wanted to spend a lot of money, you're not going to reach anyone new. And I think, tiktok came in and said how about we show it only to people who are brand new to you right and and then reels followed suit and now we're seeing even organically without spending a dollar there are people who have no idea what your brand is and they're experiencing it for the first time and i gotta tell you that was not happening five years ago you know it was it it was all the same old folks
1: so what I think is that I saw a video on this, oddly enough, on TikTok. And the guy <laughs> was explaining this is quite brilliant. We're, we're having this conversation. Maybe this is a whole different podcast, but the way he described it, and this is like a it's TikTok took advantage of what was being created on other platforms. Mm-hmm. And TikTok ran with it because it was more efficient at this method. And what I'm trying to get at is this there's been a shift, I turning on its head, as it were, this what this guy was saying. It's no longer you have a brand and you make content. You make content, and then you become the brand. Uh, case in point, you know, Mr. Beast, he he did his thing on YouTube, but, man, he has soared on TikTok. And other brands are taking – like the girl with the little tiny hands, I'm not sure if you are on TikTok. But these people have become millionaires because they had content, and then their brand has been used by you know companies that hire them to promote their products, right? So they have a brand that they developed – purely from a content perspective. So I'm thinking this is what I my big hairy audacious idea is, is using that to our advantage because we are an emerging brand where we're trying to figure it out. Right. So all of my ideas, well, several of them are TikTok based, right. Creating a series on this, a series on this, uh, you know, all kinds of ideas. But I think that the fact that TikTok turned everything on its head and people are scrambling, like, how do we use this? And this, that's the idea I'm, I'm having, but I'm not gonna. I'll wait for me to be called on.
0: Oh no! Let's call on you now, man. Let's oh, let's boy. let's hear this idea. Hit us.
2: We need to hear it. We definitely need. Okay, to Okay. Well, it. I have two,
1: and 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 I want to give credit where credit is due. My buddy Ken Heinz, he's not in franchising at all, but he's a brilliant brilliant brainstormer. Helped me work through these. But the first thing is TikTok series, and and I have it, it's five this, five that, you know, five best this, five best that. Mm-hmm. Here are my things: five ways your pool can kill you. Okay, Now, this is great because there are things in the water, if you don't take care of it, that can almost kill you. E. coli, you know, Legionnaire's disease. And that's that's a great way to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to subscribe to this channel because I want to see all five of these episodes, right? That's the key. The key. And by the way, please follow UPCSHQ at TikTok, you know? So that's our <laughs> Done. TikTok channel. We just click, launched it. Okay. okay. There you go. So um, the next one would be something like, uh, you know, uh, The Pool Boy Redefined right? Because that's the, the, the old <laughs> axiom about our model is the pool boy. Either, either it's the pool boy who's doing stuff with the homeowner, right? Or it's Walter Matthau who's getting out of his Lincoln Town car with beer bottles falling on the ground and he's teaching Little League <laughs> baseball, right? So which one are we? Well, hopefully we're neither. So we're going to redefine it by creating a five-episode series on those worst pool boys, like those worst, like almost like an uh, infomercial. Is your guy doing this? You know, that kind of thing, Right that's the other uh part of the series um okay so my other idea i'll go way way on this side okay um anybody know who steve-o is
0: oh yeah Yeah. from jackass
1: yeah have him tattoo our logo and have a a campaign about our because he's done that before with you know all kinds of weird stuff or or a similar influencer and you know paying an influencer to sit by the pool sip a pita colada have a our come by and clean it you know, all, kind, all kinds of content can be built off of the TikTok platform with this kind of stuff, right? So I, I'm going to get off TikTok and get on my next idea because this was the one I'm really excited about, okay? First,
0: let, let me ask you okay. real quick, Robert, um, you know, Asking for a friend, what would you be willing to pay someone to sit by the pool and drink a margarita and get a tattoo? Are you love? saying
1: you're, you're high enough on the influencer range <laughs> to get
2: that? He's applying for the job, yeah. No, I was
0: I was asking for Kristen, but yeah, please go ahead with your Okay, we will yeah. pay a,
1: a dollar per follower.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe all not right. that. Maybe hey, a dollar there, per thousand
1: followers. Right. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's I can't do the math that fast in my head.
0: There's worse ways I could make 25 bucks, but please go ahead.
1: Okay. All right. So the next one is, is because um, we're a home services brand, we're a brand that's, it's all about the, tr- it's trades, right? So yeah. this idea is a little bit more actually executionable. Is that a word? Not it regarding all, yeah, all these channels. Okay. So we, we donate a truck to a summer school program for high school kids. And the program is learn a trade during summer school. And the 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 class could be just try plumbing. Let's try electrical. Let's try pool care. Let's try you know whatever. That's not my. We're going to be one element of that. And here's what I love about it: we get two weeks with these kids, and there may be twenty of them in the class. Okay, we get twenty customers, twenty pool owners that were willing to have these people come and clean their pools. It could be uh, could consider them an intern. Okay, but that's not even the best part. The best part is. We can't have twenty people showing up to a pool, can we? We're not looking for pool necessarily cleaners. We're looking for people that might want to be owners, right? Mm-hmm. So we start off rotating five modules. Okay, they're going to be um, QuickBooks financial training. So one day, three of those students are we're learning about how to manage the business and the financial statements. Number two, how to do with our sit, the sale under the software of our of our a van right the the dispatching and the the chemicals and whatnot number three is testing the water that's that's complicated number four cleaning the pool vacuuming skimming and then number five how the equipment works how to take care of the equipment so each module has maybe three three people and it rotates after they're doing it for two days or three days and they all 20 get to experience each one of the modules now the best part is this the end result in this whole program is three benefits we get to have potential employees for our franchise owners in Atlanta. Okay. Employees Mm -hmm. that are already trained. This sounds pretty fun. I like this. I'm going to do this for a living. I ain't going to college because I can make more money doing this. Right. Number two, potential franchisees. I mean, duh, they're doing this. I love it. Oz, grandma for the money. Let's do this. And number three, the pool care customers, the people that were Guinea pigs for us, they go, man, this, these older pool care guys, they know what they're talking about. I want to hire them full time. So, this can be done in a high school, in a community college. We can donate the van. We can set the program, but we do it every city. We need to have an owner. You know, Atlanta, Georgia, Phoenix can have thirty territories for us. We would be stupid not to. So, what do y'all think? Shoot it down. I
0: love, I love the it. idea, and and I love that you you could also tie in the um the different the five different modules of training back into the other content that you talked about earlier on TikTok or anything like that, and actually make little, you know, TikTok courses on, uh, you know, running your own business, or, you know, what are you going to do with a truck or whatever you end up calling it? You know, I, I love the idea of doing this kind of big stunt event, but you're also going to be filming it all along the way, I'm sure. percent And you could and yeah. you could use it for those other short form videos that we we just, and, talked
1: and you, about. You just give me another idea. One of those modules absolutely should be marketing your business. Like yeah, how to do go. a YouTube video, how to do a TikTok video, how to do what we're talking is there, they're they're, they're going to be a younger group that's almost like it's it's in their DNA. So they should be able to latch on to this fast, definitely marketing. Yeah,
2: I think I think that the U, the, the UGC component, right, um, tapping into that is going to be really valuable for for you for that strategy, making sure that people are then posting what they've learned, right? How mm-hmm. do you incentivize them to post what they've learned? Because if they are not going to be somebody that you convert um, into one of those categories that you talked about, they are still going to help to amplify your messaging. And I think that, you know, the TikTok series piece, although I do think that you could do a pool boy homeowner video series, probably get very different. Um, demographic on that one, but but uh, but but boy, a lot of TikTok likes. Um, but I think that um, just in terms of getting in front of that audience, that, that casts such a wide net, right? So distilling it down is finding that voice. Um, there's been such a huge shift. Everybody's talked forever about influencers are going away, um, and they're not, right? It's a fifteen billion dollar um, industry coming into this year, and I think that when you look at it, you know, it's it's nearly doubled since pre-pandemic. Um, but there's more more focus on those micro influencers and homegrown influencers has been a focus of mine for the last few concepts Really, just focusing on who do we have? Who are our brand ambassadors? Yeah. Who's our core consumer? Let them tell everybody. That's great. You know, the the number one rule in franchising, too, right? Is is that you know I I'm I have lots of experience and lots of information, but if I want my franchisees to really hear the message, it has to come from another franchise owner who's been there, right? Who's in the trenches. So I think that again, going out to that consumer and priming that um, message with your um, with your, with your prime audience and having them, right, um, lend credibility to that campaign, I think could be really valuable. And I think really just focusing more on, yeah, it'd be great to teach them like the TikToks or like how to, you know, generate content and other things like that, but you don't want to get so much away. You want to show them your value is, right, joining that because you're going to take a lot of that heavy lift off of their plate. So I'd caution you when you ask for feedback to really stay as central and core to what makes your, your, program unique um, and valuable in that regard, um, because it positions you guys as a credible authority there, right?
1: Yeah, I think the, the balancing act is make, scare them without scaring them too much so that they won't be interested, but scare them enough that they realize they need help to do it. That's kind of the, the, the teaser that we're looking at.
0: Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. Don, I want to go back to something you just said about um, the homegrown influencers and the micro influencers that you've been yeah. using for uh, for some of your brands. Tell me how that's going now and and what are you planning to do continuing that whole project over the course of the next year or so?
2: Yeah. So heavily. So as it kind of started out, I did this a couple of franchise systems back before exponential um, when I was in the, um, in the personal um, training fitness arena also, because right. Getting people to see um, how people have had transformations, right. was really valuable. And so when you're like, I'm an authority and I'm a personal trainer and I have all this accreditation and you should trust me. That's great. But there are dozens of them coming through people's feeds a day, if you're following that type of content and the algorithms find you like they find me every day. Um, and so they're constantly, constantly on my heels. And so I think that, um, you know, the best way to that path, again, was through the consumer. And so initially, like an amazing last studio, we had tapped into more micro influencers, we did a beauty event in New York City, and there were so many influencers, and they came to us with, I have a million followers, I have 200,000 followers, you know what, that casts too wide of a If I have 67 locations and I'm in like only 25 states or 30 states, right, that's not as valuable to me, except from maybe a franchise development perspective, which was part of the focus, but at the time, utilizing franchisees' money, right, and the the royalties that go into the National Ad Fund, the focus really had to be on growing visibility and bodies through the door, right? So um, tapping into micro-influencers and being able to say, listen, how do we get them to amplify our message um, and get into this group? Now, they still came at a pretty penny. A lot of them will still do trade, even to this day. So I can give away maybe like a month of membership at a location for for a local mom blogger or an influencer. To be able to to, to talk about and to do some stories and get that user-generated content, right? Tap into that new market, follow their followers, build in a hashtag strategy, right? So it's stepping that up. And so into the new year, that's more what we're going to do. Exponential has actually created across all of our brands, you're talking about 2,000 plus locations across 10 brands, We have access to homegrown influencers who are brand ambassadors who work in our studios. Some of them work across multiple brands. Some of them are a coach in one and a trainer in another or a sales associate in another. So how do we tap into those influencers and build their following? The reality is is that brands have become big believers in the consumer cares about the brand. So they've forgotten two important things. The consumer, the the brand has to care about the consumer, right? What are their needs and how have those changed? If you want to be where they are... If you want them to buy what you have, you have to be where they are, and you and the best way to be where they are is to go through a friend, right? Who are the people that they're following? People follow um, people, not brands. We've talked about that before, I think, and so. I think finding those homegrown influencers, your brand ambassadors, Exponential put this program into place saying, listen, if you have this level of followers and you're interested in, right, and you want to share what you know about Exponential and come forward to the community, that's a great offer up to Collaborations with other big brands, right? It's it's increasing our footprint. It's not just my followers on my brand channel. It's look at the extent of my reach through this brand ambassador who lives that brand every day, who touches consumers, who connects with the people that want to make change, who know the brand inside and out, and who are in the trenches, right? So tapping into that in the coming year is going to be my primary focus on social. Is building that micro influencer following. Um, and leveraging again that visibility and pull back the curtains and tell me what makes this fitness play different. Cause even across 10 brands um, at Exponential, right? They're all a little different. There's yeah. And, and you don't
0: have there. you don't have an influencer who is part of all 10 brands. It's they're they're mostly just part of one brand. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. Mostly, right? Maybe so, a little
0: crossover. And-
2: there is some crossover, but you know each brand has its own personality, and each um, you know this this sort of a path for you know uh, fitness is different, right? Um, Cycle Bar is very community based it's more about the community and the experience it's very very experiential it's a very immersive environment Um, whereas maybe yoga six even though it's community driven is maybe potentially a little bit more of a solo practice right Um, it is community driven because all of our boutique brands are community focused Um, and that is I think what makes them so unique in the space but I do think that um, because there's such heavy focus on that but I think being able to bring somebody out from behind there and really do uh, like what is their perspective of it, right? What are the different nuances of each brand can really only be done from that perspective. It can only come from the consumer's perspective. I saw this really cool thing. um, Simon Sanek was talking about how you can focus on being present and say that you are present, um, but you can't really make that claim. The people that you are present with have to recognize that you are now present, right? They are your audience. And so I can tell people all day long about the benefits and show the milestones, right, that we offer or challenges. But until I really show the sweat equity, right, that our consumers have and our followers have, I'm not really doing anything to move the needle. Um, I'm not doing anything to connect with the consumer. So, you know, whether it's a big idea or not, my biggest focus for next year is really just going to bring that um, experience for Focus more on experiential marketing, tie it across all of the different channels, like you talked about with Robert, taking what he's doing right out in the field generating that content, cross collaborating, finding the audience, amplifying the message, selling to the franchisees, checking the consumer box, all of that needs to now be connected. We have so many tools available to us as marketing, as marketers and franchisees are constantly wanting to tap into the new one and the new one and that's our game, right? We're sociologists, right? How are people right consuming media? If you don't tie it together, it's not nearly as valuable as any one of those singular touch points. So tapping into emotion, experience, um, connectivity, we're we're back. People are back in person. Look at the market, right? People don't want to work out at home anymore. That didn't really work out.
1: I love that visualization you just gave, Dawn, that just like, it was like so obvious, but yet needed to be said. The connection between all of them, and that needs to be in your core when you launch a, launch a brand, launch a location, right? I love the way you put that. And hopefully you record that, Jack, because I'm going to have to, I didn't write it down, it was too fast. But <laughs> sure.
0: just just go hit the 15 seconds back button, you'll hit it.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that um, one more thing I wanted to mention on that, on the heels of that, because this a lot of this stuff is so digital that I want to throw something in here that was analog. Okay. And um, it is the idea, and this was, I, I mean, I'm studying these ideas from other people smarter than me, right? Um, part, part of it was from the FLDC, the workshop that we did. Part of it was, uh, Micah and his brilliance watching him. He's, he's always great listening to the way he, he tackles things, but it's pitching to local news channels. Okay. So you're going into a, to a Atlanta, Georgia, and you need a location there. So you, you go there as if you have a PR company, or maybe you do have a PR company that does it for you, but you create the pitch ahead of time. And the two pitches I think that we've, that I've narrowed on is, uh, your backyard oasis is, is the new staycation. Now, the whole idea is that, you know, pool building and making a pool, right? But, but another pitch I have is put the family back in family time. But my point is, is if we can somehow uh, create some energy in the local media, because I was going back to what Don was saying, is you know, you, you don't want an influencer that's all over the world, <laughs> you know, you want somebody that's in Knoxville, Tennessee, or Atlanta, yeah. Georgia, that you yeah. can actually that they have an influence there. And it's hard to do that online, and so you really have to go back old school and you have to go back to postcard mailers and you have to go back to um, the, the local news channels. The, they we have a live at five in Knoxville, which is like you know. But it sounds like, this little news channel that has the squirrel on the on the skis, right? It's it's the <laughs> like Ron Burgundy type of stuff, right? So, I think that that analog method will allow us a little bit of the um, the local attack. What Dom was talking about, and can, if we can add that into that list of things she said, that would be great. Because then, whatever you do, then you can just retarget that. You can use that data, right? You can use that article and push that out to all the channels
3: you both make really good points in terms of influencer marketing and how challenging it can be at the local level because even if they're a local influencer their following is is multinational and, and at least national right and so um robert you bringing up that you know local news at five newsacre or realtors people who have a higher tendency to have local followings within a radius of your location may be a good place to start if you're looking for for influencer marketing just so you can try to contain some of that following right I talk
2: about realtors all the time, Kristen, and I swear every time I do those calls, I think like I'm going to probably get fired that day because I'm sure somebody thinks I'm nuts, but I'm like, look, they got 3,000 followers and guess what? Followers live in your area. They bought homes in your area. They're checking out that feed because they want to be in the area. That realtor who taps into the community and does interviews with shop owners is brilliant because they're getting in front of that community and showing the value of the product that they're selling, which is not the house, it's the neighborhood, it's the schools, it's the visibility, right? in the community of or the ease of access to these things. That's what people care about, right? Well,
1: everything we've heard so far, that's one of the best ones I've heard. Using what Dawn just said, using the fact, that everything she just said, I'm not I'm even going to repeat it. She just, what she said, record that. <laughs>
0: okay so so done sir yes um, I, I love the idea of realtors and maybe other local business professionals as influencers you know um, the, there was a time where maybe the the local um, minister or preacher or priest would have been considered a local influencer now it's probably a, a realtor or maybe it's other business owners and and kind of rolling everything back to to our world of franchising, um, getting other local franchisees and business owners involved in what you're doing in Atlanta or Knoxville or something like that. Um, I, I think there's so much that we could do there. It also, um, it also just kind of hit me that we're talking a lot about consumer marketing we're also talking a lot about marketing for franchise development. Kristen, you're living in both of those worlds at the same time. And I think that's a trend that I see happening more and more where um, the, the marketing is is bubbling up to one person responsible for both sides of that coin. Are you focused on anything particular for either side or do you see more uh, of, a, of a merging of those? Consumer marketing and Fran dev marketing tactics for your specific brand um, in doing all of these things that we're talking about for both consumer and Fran dev at the same time?
3: Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I think consumer marketing is always going to be a little bit more advanced than like B2B marketing, right? Yeah, B2C yeah. has the edge. And I think that a lot of B2B marketers may lose out on that innovation because they're not as closely connected to the B2Cs of marketing. So um, Jack, we were just talking last week about micro pages or landing pages specific for franchise development, which is totally not new on the consumer side of the business. You're going to create micro pages dedicated to the audience you're trying to reach, right? But in franchise development, hmm, maybe that's something we can look at. So to answer your question, um, I think there's a lot of benefit to pulling these two categories together, because the innovation that you're finding on the B2C side, uh, in most cases can be replicated on the B2B side to get ahead.
0: Interesting. Um, I've got one crazy idea that I'm going to throw out at everybody. But before we get there, does anybody else have, have another idea that, that they'd like to share with the group that, that they want to uh, try for 2023?
1: So the the two two other ones I haven't mentioned, and this again, I'm stealing these from smart people. It's the hand on a van, right? Uh hand on the house, hand on the car. Whoever has the hand on their longest wins a franchise. So, oh, wow. so oh,
0: wins a franchise. Yeah. They don't yeah, so, win so a the, this, they win you the know, franchise. Okay.
1: This is this is how I, I I I this idea was like this small, and then it got bigger and bigger because I thought. My buddy, he, he termed it perfectly because it, it, I don't want to give away a franchise fee. That's, that's everybody does that and veteran this, veteran that, which we do great for veterans. We love veterans, but we need something like big, hairy, crazy idea. And this is the way he phrased it, a rags to riches. I'm going to cover everything, not just the franchise, but the total cost to launch the franchise if you can hold your hand on this van long enough, we will set you up in business. Now, obviously, we want to qualify those people, right? We want to make sure these are people we want in the system. So <laughs> if we go through our database, we look, you know, people that have already inquired, maybe. And, you know, there's, there, that, that's a whole other figuring it out. But this is all the idea podcast, right? Um, so uh, something, because that's a $75,000 total investment that we're basically giving away. And that's, that's a big commitment, but... I haven't asked my boss yet, so that might that <laughs> might go away pretty fast.
0: Oh, um, don't ask for permission. Let's ask for forgiveness. I, yeah, I think build a campaign
2: first. Now. Yeah, build <laughs> a campaign there. first, right? Do you want to own a hands-on business, right? <laughs> oh, I love it. It. I love it. There you go.
1: Hands-on, play on words. With Done. with along that same line, this is my last thing, and I'll shut up. Um, this seems seems to me very doable. And again, I might actually do it. So we really want somebody in Knoxville. We've been trying to find, it's our home base. We don't have a location here. We want someone in Knoxville. So I plan to buy every key, outbid everybody else for every keyword related to business and franchising for a week, like $50,000, whatever it takes to buy every keyword so anything that you google we're going to show up now obviously some pay-per-clicks are going to be more because we're way outside you know we're not a we're not a a, a bathroom franchise right so in order to in order to steal from the uh the burger fies of the world and whatnot we'll have to pay more for those pay-per-clicks but my point is crazy buy it out so that we can have a thousand leads in one week um i don't know just just a thought
0: yeah, let us know when you're going to do that and and we'll stop spending for that particular week in Knoxville Seriously, because
1: I don't want to be
0: out there. <laughs> I don't know, is that considered collusion? Maybe we shouldn't be having this conversation recorded. But I love that idea though. I think I think um you know, we're we're going away from a pandemic and into a recession maybe or definitely kind of depends on where you're at with that. And um, and next week we're about to hit an election. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen after that? And then things are going to get really crazy for the next couple of years. So coming up with some crazy ideas like this, I think next year we'll look back at some of these and say, you know, that really wasn't too crazy. It, it, it just happened to work. I will leave everybody with my kind of out there idea. Um, we've talked a lot about, some crazy ideas of going back to some "quote unquote" old school um, advertising and channels, including television and public relations and local media and things like that. I'm going to go back to another old school channel, um, something that I've neglected and abandoned for a while now, and it's uh, it's one called Twitter. And uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to give it another try. It was a massive source of of uh, uh, clicks and reach and conversation and growing influence for me many years ago when, when the podcast was young. And, um, you know, we all kind of fell away, for, or most of us kind of fell away from Twitter as a business tool. And over the past several years, it's turned into just a place to go to argue politics, right? Um it feels like it's going to go one way or another. It's with with the, the new ownership from Mr. Musk, right? It's either going to go way off the cliff or it's going to have a comeback, right? And so I think I'm going to bet a little bit of resources on maybe it will have a comeback and maybe it will become less of a political um, fire pit that it is right now. Um, I don't know. Could be very wrong about that. But I think there are enough people talking about it right now and i still have enough um of a following on twitter that i'm gonna give this a shot i'm not gonna abandon all of that quite yet um check in with me in about six weeks i may have deleted my account by then but uh but i i think that's something that i'm gonna give a whirl uh, once again in 2023 go back to twitter and and let's see if we can if we can rebuild this thing and, and make it work for a uh, business outreach. So.
2: so now I have a question. Um, so what do you think about Elon taking over there? I mean, do you think that that's going to draw? Cause I think that that's going to draw a crowd, right? People want to see what he's yeah. going
0: to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. definitely going to draw a crowd and we'll see after next week's election, midterm elections happen, like where are things going? It, it's going to take a few months for things to kind of fall into place. And, you know, um is this going to just fail miserably but um you know Elon Musk love him or hate him the guy doesn't fail right he Mm -hmm. you know he's he's doing this for some reason and um I think uh I have enough confidence to ride his coattails on this for a little bit and see what happens but yeah
2: um, I'll tell you what's interesting is that I I in from an organic play, Twitter mm-hmm. doesn't come up as frequently as it used to right? Sure, uh, sure. As organic search. There's been a lot of video content movement, but not tagging that video content. And now the video space is muddied. But it, it was one of the first micro blogging platforms. And what's interesting Absolutely, about it, yeah. Um, yeah, what, what's so interesting was that it had a younger demo mm-hmm. and then an older demo came in. And as always the case on social, the younger demo leaves because if my parents can see it, right, I don't want to be on it. It's not cool anymore. Um, but it's the first social media platform, I believe, where they rebounded and younger generations came back in, right? Because it was mm-hmm. a way to again have a voice and to maybe rise above that noise. What's crazy to me and what I'm interested to know on the outcome of, of your 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 shift to that, Jack, is. There is this propensity to believe that these audiences, right, are wider than they are. And we need to find our audiences within them. And Twitter allows you to do that because you have your following, right? They're, they're, um, they're again, amplifying your message. Mm-hmm. But social media has become this highly curated space where we are all very suspect and knowledgeable, quite frankly, that what we see is putting us further into this bubble of our own. Right? right, so we, we
0: want to be in the echo chamber. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And so we're like, yeah, I'm gonna amplify it. I'm here with everybody. But truthfully, what people are seeing is what they've chosen to see. Right? <laughs> they've chosen to see it. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see because maybe the um, the following isn't as large. But I do suspect that what Twitter has to offer that a lot of the other um, other social media platforms still struggle with is that, um, that true following, right? That brand ambassadorship, that, that user generated engagement, that, you can't always get. I mean, I've told Instagram a thousand times that this is the page I want to follow and here's my notifications and notify me and here's the star and I'm playing all the games and I'm saving the content and I hit the ribbon. I got it, but I'm not seeing the stuff I want. I'm like, where was the post? What was that? Right.
0: And they're saying, no, you don't want that, Dawn. You want this over here. We know you better then you know you.
2: I don't want that. And that's it. That's it, Jack. I think you hit the nail on the head is these social media platforms believe they know you better. And I believe very, very fervently that um, Elon is going to take a different approach that way, potentially, that he Mm -hmm. sees the value of you having access truthfully to what it is you want. It's the same way that he's kind of um, amassed, you know, his plan and executed the plan for for Starling, right? Mm -hmm. You have access to what it is that you as a consumer, you as a person, you as an individual seek, and information needs to be free to the masses to that extent. So hopefully... That's the way they go. Um, now he's taking it over himself and gonna be CEO there as well. So until he can place somebody. So it'll be interesting to see what shifts. So, but I think well, it's a good bet to hedge for sure.
1: Yeah. To your uh, to your point, Donna, um the irony is that most of my interactions with Twitter are people on TikTok quoting people's Twitter posts. Absolutely. Kind of, kind it's same funny? with
0: Instagram too. You yeah. see you see the screenshots taken from uh, from, um, uh, Twitter and reposted on Instagram. And, and, you know, maybe that will, maybe that will go away, but, uh, but that will
1: remain. To be well, safe. in case you're wondering what the new one is, my daughter told me this is, and I, I'm, I'm actually, it's on my phone now True
0: thought leader. Yes.
1: Because I'm trying to, you know, police her like a good father does right. Making sure this is, this is proper content for a 12 year old. Um, and it's called be real. All of her yes. friends have it, yeah. which is, yeah. Which is not an excuse, honey. Just because your friends have it, right? So I'm trying it out. You know, we're good. huh?
2: Said, oh, but it is. They're making all of our decisions for us, aren't they?
1: Yes, of course. So it's all the other parents that I'm worried about, not not the kids. Um, letting those kids do what they do anyway. So be real. Is what I'm trying to see if that it's a little different, but it's like a kids' version of Instagram. It's fun, but um, but uh, going back to Twitter. I'm going to take the gauntlet. I'm going to log back in after many years, Jack, and I'll, I'll do, do, do it with you.
0: All right, brother. I will tweet you on Twitter. And uh, Don, Kristen, and Robert, um, let's plan on reconvening here in about one quarter and see how things are going so far in early 2023 with all of these crazy ideas. You guys are all rock stars. I appreciate you so much for giving us so much time today. And we will see you all very soon.
1: Thank you.
2: Bye, guys.
0: Bye, guys. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands. From tracking marketing efforts, to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks, ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is The Social Geek Radio Network.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.